What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Modern Day Sniper Podcast. You got Phil here, one of your hosts. Our goal here at the Modern Day Sniper Podcast is to help you become the modern day rifleman. Uh, Kalen is back from vacation. Kalen, welcome back. What's up, man? Good to be back. Glad to be back in the saddle. Um, dude, while you're away, obviously I was uh, able to uh, unleash some thoughts by myself and bring Mike on. Uh, hopefully, uh-huh. uh, you, know, you guys. Those guys. Great episode, man. I, I listened to it on the way home. Um, I listened to your Q and A episode as well, and uh, you know, it's such a, a wealth of a wealth of information. And I enjoy listening to dude. Mike those are tough. Yeah, the the ones by yourself are are tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I like doing it. Like you said, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff I was able to get off my chest, but uh, definitely, definitely. I tough, haven't tough I haven't done do. it yet, so I got. I guess I need to. I guess I need to do one so that I can understand what that's all about. So, hey guys, um, real quick, you know, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, what is a modern day sniper podcast? You know, this podcast is for that uh, that modern day rifleman looking for you know, relevant information, uh, into the art of long range shooting, you know, um, and, and this is the same spiel I, I give every podcast, right? So someone that's tuning in for the first time can understand kind of who and what we're about. But, um, again, this, this podcast is not just focused toward competitive shooters, snipers, you know, um, you know, whether you're a law enforcement or military sniper, a hunter, a long range competitor, or a long range enthusiast, you know, any kind of, uh, practical application of long range shooting, um, you know, you're listening to this podcast because deep down inside, you know, you are trying to um, work your way toward mastering the art of being a precision rifleman. Um, you know, Kalen and I dubbed the concept putting mindfulness behind the rifle. And you know what that ultimately means is understanding what your overall, overall intentions are with shooting the, the, the instant that you connect to that rifle understanding your why you know why you why do you connect with it are you looking to be uh, a better especially if you're hunting are you looking to extend your range on, on on ethical kill shots um as a competitive shooter are you looking your way to get to the podium or if you're already there to you know stay at the podium uh, or if you're you know that sniper that just wants to be that go-to guy that knows everything in and out about sniping you know so understanding your ultimate goal um but uh, ultimately, guys, at the end of the day, this isn't our way or the highway. Um, you know, Kalen and I are here just to, to share our truths with you. And, and that's one thing that I'm going to start saying a lot is um, use the information that Kalen and I share with you as a reference for a baseline. Um, but ultimately, our goal is for you to go out there, take this information, but find your own truths. You know, um, and I talked about it in my, in my individual Q and a podcast, like, Hey, you can either just be a consumer information and then just regurgitate, you know, what you've heard, or you can actually go out there and execute the information that we give you and then go out there and find your own truth so that now you can be able to confidently speak to other individuals of, Hey, this is what I learned based off of X, Y, and Z. So welcome to the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> right on man you know it's important for people to show up and be like hey what's this what's this podcast all about so you get the you get that overview but it also kind of gives us um a little segue into the conversation and um you know i just got back from a little bit of a vacation in costa rica we had a we had a good time it was uh we spent 10 days cruising around and 
really all we did was just we rented a van that had a rooftop tent on it and we just kind of cruised all the beach towns in costa rica and um we just uh explored explored the country so it's kind of cool um but it's like i don't i i kind of find myself going on on experiences like that instead of considering it a vacation i look at it now more as like an experience and uh inspiration you know you start you look at things in a different perspective when you're in a foreign environment. And so you can really start to see things uh, in a different way. And, and for me, that sparks a lot of creativity. So um, it's really weird to sit there and, and say, well, technically I'm on vacation when, you know, you're, you're writing notes and you're jotting things down and um it's, it's weird because I don't feel guilty about doing it. It's not, I don't consider it work. It's like, I'm here for inspiration. And so that's what it's creating. And, um, yeah, man, it was, it was kind of nice to just kind of sit back and relax and generate creative content as a result. We were just on the, you know, on the hook right before we used to even press record on this podcast, but we were on the hook about how, I mean, you didn't even touch a rifle while you were down there, but yet, you know, going back to our putting mindfulness behind the rifle, you're on your vacation, you were able to still, uh, find a connection to, you know, um, essentially your purpose and, and, um, you know, understanding how your experiences again, just translate over to your, your, your job as not only as an, you know, teacher, but as a mm-hmm. rifleman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's a lifestyle. It's oh, just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. So I was looking for a quote. And so from you talking about uh, finding your own truths, right? So don't just believe me. Don't just think that, you know, that just because we say something that it's the, 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 the way, the truth and the light, so to speak. And there, I've got a quote here and it says, believe nothing, no matter where you read it or who said it, no matter if I have said it unless it agrees with your own reason and your own common sense. So maybe some of you people that are listening to the podcast know where that quote came from. Um, But, uh, and you know, I admittedly don't have it memorized, but I understand the context of it. And that quote is from Buddha and it has so many layers of truth to it. It's, uh, it's ridiculous because we succumb to this stuff on a daily basis. We succumb to dogmatic thinking on a daily basis. And um, it's important to always keep that at the forefront. Be like, well, okay, so, oh, well, I read it in a book. Okay, cool. Well, who's the author? Right? All right, cool. Well, you know, what's the author's experience? And so you have to really start digging deep. And then, but at the end of the day, it's a lot easier to just go out and try it yourself and see what happens and, and see if this is fact and see if this is reality. And so we always have to be striving to do that and to fight that methodology of thought. And we do that through getting out there and shooting. We do that through getting out there and trying things, learning things and pushing as much of the envelope as we can to see, you know, what is what is really possible with a rifle man the one thing that 
I shouldn't say I hate, and this is, I'm glad we're talking about, uh, you know, this mindfulness stuff and guys, if you're looking for a technical podcast, it's definitely not, not it. Um, but you know, Kayla and I are going to be, you know, diving deep into the service of understanding, um, mindfulness behind the rifle. But, um, you know, one thing that I hate is, you know, when, when I'm looking on like Facebook and stuff like that and someone name drops, right. Like a, like a sniper in the past, right. Like Chuck Mahaney or, mm-hmm. or, uh, or, or Carlos Hathcock's like, Oh, you think Carlos Hathcock would have done that or whatever the case is like, or, or even if they name drop myself or you, it's like name dropping someone isn't going to validate your statement anymore. Yeah. It's, Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. You should, you know, you should, you should be so confident in what your, your uh, statement is because of the truths that you found to be your truths. You know what I mean? (laughs) There shouldn't be an argument. (laughs) There shouldn't be an argument, you know, and and, and I get it. Like, like, uh, you know, so what I'm saying is, is, is just because, you know, if you see something, if you see something, you should immediately just walk away <laughs> that, that yeah. triggers you because there's a lot of shit I've been seeing lately, you know, and I'm just like, it's not even worth my time. Uh, Kevin Ditto, if you're listening to this or Ryan, Hey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Air force snipers going to sniper school or whatever the case Sweet. may be, but, man. Any, oh. Anyways, um, dude, like don't name, name drop us, you know, like, Oh, I see, uh, you know, I seen so-and-so doing that. Um, blah, 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 because it, it, it doesn't, you know, add or validate to your argument. You know, if, if you are, are very uh, passionate about something and, and you know that it, it's incorrect, you know, then, then stand by it, but just make sure that you have room to back it up with your own truth. Sure. Yep. Not because Kalen and Phil said so on the modern day sniper podcast. That's very true. Um, you, we live, we live and operate in this, um, in this area of shooting under a lot of controversial topics, because a lot of this stuff is truly left up to your individual personal truth. And some of it is just straight up fact. It's science. Um, external ballistics is science. Um, and, but I'm, what I mean is like more like how you interact with the rifle and how you cause things to happen and whether or not you think that this particular action that you caused got that effect. Um, that's really, that's really subjective stuff. Like, um, unless you can quantify it with, with an experiment or hard data, then who cares? Like, if that works for you, then great. That works for you. Um, but you can't be just throwing stuff out there without the ability to, to, to say like prove it through a video or prove it through, um, a result. Um, yeah, just, it, it shouldn't even be an argument. Yeah. I just, I had to get to get that off my chest because it was, it was bugging me, you know? So what happened um, while I was away, man? Like, I don't... <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, I just became uh, triggered very easily nowadays. <laughs> but um, no, so on your way back, Galen, um, you know, trying to make sure that I'm not going off tangent here. Um, mm. But uh, 
one thing again, expanding on, you know, mindfulness behind the rifle, uh, you had texted, you know, me, a connection between your mind and your rifle that you never thought was possible. And I, you know, I saved it, wrote it down. Obviously I'm looking at it right now. And, and, uh, I mean that, I mean, that's pretty much what we're trying to do in a nutshell with mm-hmm. our, our listeners, our students, right. Um, is, is understanding that there's, there's more than just pulling a trigger, you know, you have to be accountable for every round that you shoot down range. And when I'm not, not just where did it go, but okay, well, what kind of, what did you learn from it? You know, what did, what did, what did you learn from it? What, whether it be how your body absorbed recoil, right? Whether, you know, um, when you hit your target, let's say you're shooting at an animal. Okay. Well, what did the animal do? Did he immediately, you know, drop down or did he run off? Right. Um, so understanding that like, you know, pulling the trigger, I would say is, is the easiest part of that job. Right. But understanding the secondary and tertiary effects of what happens after that trigger is pulled, you know, um, you know, shooters have to realize when, you know, we start talking deeper into the, the mindset of being a rifleman. It goes, it can go very, very deep. And it just depends on how, like, how deep you want to, uh, how deep you want to take it. But when I was thinking about, um, when I was thinking about like what the purpose is and like what the overarching thing is because you know we get these questions all the time well what's this thing all about like what just another training company or what are you trying to do and so it's like you want to give the 30 second pitch um or the 30 second description or whatever it is that you want to call it um a connection between your mind and your rifle that you never thought was possible and so a lot of this is coming from awareness awareness of what your intentions are awareness of, you know, why are you doing this? Like, what is it that you're after? And being honest with yourself with regard to that, because a lot of this stuff goes right into ego. And that is a giant conversation all in and of itself. Um, And taking a deep dive into ego and really looking at it from the uncomfortable side that you don't like to look at, which is your own, that sometimes really sucks, you know? And, and so that's part of like acceptance and saying, Hey man, like this really is why I'm doing this. And so, okay, well that's cool. Then just own it because the easier, the, the, the faster you own it, the easier it's going to be for you to get along with it and <laughs> just accept it. So, um, the connection between, your mind and your rifle that you never thought was possible is also comes from understanding a little bit more about meditation, understanding a little bit more of mindfulness and awareness and um, just being able to think about things in a different perspective. So for a long time, like I didn't really understand what meditation per se was, you know, like what would you say? What's your definition of it, Phil? So before we had this podcast, obviously we talked about this, but you know, 
for me, meditation was just being able to sit in a very quiet place and just have empty thoughts, right? right. Just like, you know, there's no, no sound whatsoever, not even, you know, not even nature, right? It's like just complete, like, you know, just imagine yourself being in one of those, um, those audio rooms. Yeah. Oh yeah. Room. Sensory deprivation room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my, I, you know, and, and I don't know if that's ignorant, but that's just how I, how I, yeah. And it's uh, view it. And so like I'm, my learnings in this are, are fledgling at best. Um, but I find it fascinating because, um, the mind is just so powerful and it can direct us. It can, it literally controls obviously everything that we do. Um, and so a lot of people have a, a misconception about what meditation is and meditation is, you know, like, it's not like sitting, you know, uh, as a freaking Tibetan monk, it's literally thinking about nothing. Like that's the level at which very, very few people are ever able to achieve. So you're going to think like the average human thought or the average human brain has 70,000 thoughts a day. 70,000. Okay. So like you start doing the math on that, right? You're like, your brain's constantly moving. It's constantly moving. Right. And 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts you had the day before. Now, like when I heard that, I was like, eh, is that just some bullshit? And then I started to think about it and it was like, okay, yep. All right. I get it now let's tell me more, right? Tell, I want to learn a little bit more about this. And meditation can just be surmised as being in the moment, in the present now, like not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, not thinking about what you have to do or what you should have done. It's about right now with the information that I'm taking in, right? My visual stimulus, my audible stimulus, all of my sensory stimulus but not doing anything but being right here right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, so let's, uh, I guess, I guess I'm trying to look from a, from a, a regular shooter standpoint, you know, it's like, all right, I don't think Kaylin and I is telling you to go out there and start meditating. Right. But I think our, our goal is for you to understand that, um, you know, when you're, when you're doing an activity such as shooting or even cleaning a rifle, right. I mean, you, you, you should be focused on just that specific. That's the point now. Yes. Right. You, you, you know, when you're cleaning your rifle, you know, or, you know, you're, you're getting ready to get behind the gun. The last thing that you're going to think, be thinking about is if you left the stove on um, before you left the house. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and <laughs> or that's just, the or just point. something crazy, right? Exactly. That's the biggest point. And so uh, for me, I always, you know, we, we all come from a very type A background in, in the military. And so we hear a lot of self-deprecating behavior, right? So like if you miss a shot, you know, you, you curse yourself, you know, you, you verbally berate yourself. And a lot of that stuff has to do with your ego um, and how your brain perceives you um, to the world, to other people, other, other people around you. So like you think, okay, well, I have to let everybody know that I didn't do that on purpose. Like that I, or that I know that I made that mistake. 
No, man, what you're doing by doing that is you're living in the past. You're not staying in the moment right now. You're, you're thinking about what just happened and you're in your own little space. And when that occurs, man, it's usually a downward spiral, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, you know, let's, let's take it to, you know, I would say that the, the most uh, relatable would be a competitive rifle shooter, right? In, um, I think the difference between a professional level shooter and let's say amateur. So talking like top 10 podium finish consistently to let's say uh, mid pack 20 plus finisher um, is his ability to um, uh, I think Mike said it best in that last podcast is have a very um, short term memory. Um, But not only that is being able to, to disconnect himself from the tunnel vision um, of being behind the rifle, especially uh, in a time of stress. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and again, that doesn't relate just to competitive shooters, but that also relates to being a sniper or a hunter, you know, because they're also also placed when, when the shot is supposed to count in a very stressful situation, right. Cause they're training up at this point until there's a, a live target on the other end of their scope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you always hear train how you fight or, you know, fight or flight mindset but if if you've done if you've done your training correctly you know perfect practice or or whatever your your muscle memory okay or your unconscious competence you should still have the ability to think clearly through your cycle of operations before you press your shot Yes. And part of that is having a checklist, right? Yes. Having a checklist. Yep. And so you should be checking all of these things, right? As you go. And it's a yep. constant process. It's a constant yep. process. Being a so, pilot, you yep. live and die by checklists. Like yep. you, you can do your checklists in your sleep, so to speak. Yep. And where that saying comes from is, now that has been committed to your subconscious mindset or your subconscious and you're going to do those things um, on autopilot, so to speak. Is that where you're, you're still, is that where you're, yeah, yeah. But you're still cognizant of it, right? So okay. The, so yeah, yes, right. that's important. So like, so autopilot, but still being conscious that you're still executing these movements for, for a big, uh, like we were about to talk about is breathing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, everyone obviously knows when to breathe. Everyone knows they should breathe, you know, and, and, and fire at the bottom of the breathing cycle. Um, but the action to tell yourself to, okay, now, now that it's time to breathe. Right. I tell myself that right before I shoot, you know what I mean? It's not um, just like I tell myself other things. Okay. How are my hips, blah, blah, blah. Although it's all, um, you know, an, an autopilot and unconscious competence, I'm still reminding myself of these small things, even in a time of uh, a stressful situation, you know, being under a time constraint or, you know, going and getting ready to shoot an animal. Like, I don't know if this is like cold hearted or whatever. Um, but I always got those guys that were like, well, when you shoot your first animal, when I first shot my antelope two years ago in New Mexico, it's like, you're going to get, you might get buck fever. I mean, 
I pulled a lot of triggers before then and it was just shooting. I mean, the, obviously my, my mindfulness of knowing that I was not a steel target anymore and that, you know, there's still going to be a lot of consequences if I miss or if <laughs> I, if I, if I miss in the wrong area or whatever. Um, but I mean, I didn't treat shooting it any differently than I've shot any of my other targets. You know what I mean? Um, so what got me to that point? Well, being able to um, process my same exact fundamentals regardless of the um, heightened stress that uh, you know my body was in at that moment. Right. And you can, and that stress doesn't have to be a, a negative thing. It can be excitement too, right? You're just like, yes, holy yep. shit, man. It's finally coming together. Like after all yep. of this time, after all of these yep. days in the mountains, it's finally coming together and you're excited. That is also stress. Like you're not, you know, you're not in the moment, you're not in the now. And so I want to, before we go any further, like you, you mentioned unconscious competence, right? So, and I think a lot of people hear, hear that as buzzwords, so to speak in, in the tactical firearms industry. Um, but you also have to learn what happens before that, right? So in, in your level of competency and consciousness. So you are, the first level is you're unconsciously incompetent, meaning you don't know what you don't know. Like you're just a, you're just standing there, like just absorbing information. You don't know what you don't know. So from that point, you know, from unconsciously incompetent, then you start saying, all right, well, I'm aware that I don't know this stuff. So now you become conscious of it. You become aware of it but you're still incompetent because you haven't learned it yet. And you know, the incompetent word, a lot of people look at that as like some threatening thing. It's not, it's just a word. It's just saying that you're uneducated in this area of topic. So from there, the learning process occurs, right? The, the body receives stimulus, whether that be through, um, you know, verbal stimulus or I'm sorry, audible stimulus um, through touch, through kinesthetic, through action, um, or uh, visual stimulus, right? So that's how the learning process works. Now you become consciously competent. You're consciously competent, which means though that I have to think about this as I do it, like or like you like use a checklist in an airplane. Like yes, okay, I, I know that I got to do this, but I have to read it right? And I have to go over it. And then you move to a level of that unconscious competence, which is, you know, supposedly the height of where we should be at, which means executing a movement or a a series of movements. But at the same time, you're freeing your mind for conscious thought. Yes. You're freeing your mind to have the ability to solve more complex problems. Yeah like a wind call, right? So um, I don't have to, I'm not worried about building a shooting position anymore. That's happening. Like that's happening no matter what. Yeah. I'm I'm aware of where my body center of gravity is. I'm aware of where the rifle is, is pointed and which is going to tell me where my body needs to go behind it. And 
like I'm firing on all cylinders, but my brain is focused on something else. And that is the wind call. And once I make the wind call, then it is site picture management. But I'm always in the now. I'm always in the moment. I'm not thinking about, you know, is the wind going to shift? No, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about what's the mirage doing right now, right in front of my face. And that makes a big difference. Okay, so let's let's start with unconsciously unco- incompetent. Right, that's your, <laughs> yeah. that's your, that, right, in, unconsciously incompetent, and then you go to, um, consciously, consciously, incompetent, incompetent, right? It means you've identified that you have a deficiency, and and then consciously competent. Yep, consciously competent it means you know, and then unconsciously, unconscious competence. Yeah. All right, you guys. I, hopefully, you guys are writing this down. Again, you guys probably some of you guys are driving. You're going to want to re-listen to this because <laughs> I'm, I'm about to I'm about to hit you guys hard with some some truth. Okay, Damn. so unconscious thought unconsciously uh incompetent right yeah who is that who is that shooter okay that shooter is the guy that um is is just getting into long range and he doesn't know what he doesn't know right Mm -hmm. you know he's still trying to figure out okay well what's better a 308 or a 65 what's better a tika or rpr you know he's Mm -hmm. he's there's i mean again especially with information nowadays that's flooded and, you know, trying to figure out to, and decipher, you know, what's what. Um, and, and, and you guys see it all over the, the internet, right? He's the poor dude. He's the poor dude in that ridiculous, horrible optics forum that we're all members of yeah. that comes in there and says, yo, man, I don't know what I don't know. And either everybody no, he jumps. Doesn't, he, he, he doesn't, no, he doesn't say that. He, he, he asks. <laughs> Some, What's the best just, scope for a thousand dollars or some yeah, stupid yeah. shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yep. But still, it's it's still the same. It's still the same concept. And then people yep. either jump as shit, right? They either yep. jump as shit, or they'll just say stupid stuff. And you're just like, man, yep. that's this that's this dude's first exposure to long range shooting. And it's yep. like, man, this sucks. Um, or it's the guy that shows up to the range that shows up to, to be a range officer to match. Maybe he's hunted his whole life and he's never, you know, he's never shot past a hundred yards. Right. And maybe his measure of accuracy was a pie plate at a hundred yards, man. If you can do that, then you're solid because guess what? That's how I learned on fucking shotgun slugs. So, um, that's also that dude doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he doesn't know. Right. Right. Now we move into phase two, consciously incompetent. All right. Mm-hmm. So n- now he's maybe, um, you know, read some forms, maybe got out to the range a couple of times, probably, you went know, met to up a with shooting guys. match. Yeah. Went to a shooting match, maybe yep. met up with a couple of guys. Right. Um, and he's like, okay, I've identified, right. That, uh, you know, I lack in these areas. Right more, more trigger time, uh, you know, understanding of ballistics, et cetera, et cetera. Is that, am I, am I on the right page there? Yes, you are. Okay. Um, or, uh, you know, a student in class, um, when, when the light bulbs are starting to kind of click, right. Um, with, with, uh, when, you know, as he's receiving this information and stuff like that. 
And then that's phase two. Now phase three is being consciously competent. Okay. So that's okay. Now being able to, uh, practical apply all the information that you've been given consciously Mm -hmm. into, again, going back to that checklist, you know what I mean? Having to think about these certain movements and the, um, effects that it has on, you know, just for your body instance, like, okay, I know that if I place my rifle here, right. These is, this is the way that it's going to affect my shooting position and it's how it's going to affect my downrange trajectory. If I don't line up behind it, stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if I, um, if I use, uh, my muzzle velocity, um, you know, this is what it should do to my drag curve, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, obviously being, uh, conscious, uh, competent, um, but I would say it'd be more not really, uh, on, uh, objective things, more subjective. So uh, again, interfacing with the rifle, I would say more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then phase four is the now being unconsciously competent. So I think where a lot of shooters, again, are, are beginning, not, I shouldn't say beginning to struggle, but I think where a lot of shooters kind of fall in that have been doing it for, you know, six months to a year is that consciously competent, right? Um, and honestly, that's where, um, uh, you know, I would say hunters fall in and, and snipers that only sh- shoot their allotted time behind the rifle, mm-hmm. right. Um, that, that they're given right without seeking any extra, um, instruction or, or, you know, diving and finding their own truths. You know what I mean? They, they, the eight hours a month that they, you know, that they get as snipers or their 20 boxes of rounds as a hunter, uh, uh, a season, they're always still going to be in that consciously kind of competent yes. phase. <clears throat> and we, you, you can't look at this stuff, uh, guys, you can't look at this stuff as a, as a, as a negative. Um, because, you know, you're using these words like incompetence that we've all been programmed to think it's a really bad word. Like if you call somebody incompetent, it's like, all right, you're going to get punched in the face. It's not that. It's like, it's just being, it's just being straight. I mean, you're laughing. Like I, I get it. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, man. It's like, you got to separate your ego from it, man. You, you really do. And, and if you really wish to progress, um, and you really wish to continue to learn and to follow that path, there's going to come to a point where you're going to have to completely separate your ego from this stuff and just accept things for what they are um, and identify it's just, it's just a deficiency right now. And so the, the, the joy that you can grab from that is that you're aware, that you're aware that you have that deficiency, which means that you're focusing on the right things. You're not like always going to get this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're not right? always. No, I mean, I'm not that. Yeah. I'm not trying to like plug that, but like, you know, I haven't listened to the other podcasts, um, you know, but uh, I mean, I, I see it time and time again um, with, uh, you know, my inboxes on Instagram and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, messenger, Facebook messenger emails, um, you know, our ability to connect again, the, the mindfulness of understanding 
how our evolution as a, as a shooter, right. And, and our mindset behind that. Cause again, I mean, at one point in time, you and I were consciously competent, you know, mm-hmm. sure. um, and, and that's okay. I was, I was in phase one. I was unconsciously competent when I was, you know, 19 year old PFC Vallejo. Like, I don't know what, I don't know. Teach me corporal Abernathy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, don't fuck me up because <laughs> unless, I, <laughs> unless I forgot a definition, but right. You know, obviously with, you know, time and experience I've, I've evolved. Right. So, you know, the only way to grow is to ask yourself, right. And be, and be honest with yourself is like, okay, what phase of a shooter am I at? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And then, okay. I realize, all right, I'm in phase, you know, I'm in, I'm in phase two. Yeah. Consciously and, incompetent. And we also have to realize that we're going to cycle in and out of these, uh, these four phases every time you're exposed to new information. Yes. And yep. that, and so it's not like you're ever going to be, you're like, all right, man, now I got this dialed. I'm, I'm good. I hit number four, man. I'm, I'm, I'm unconsciously executing this stuff. Yep. No, man, because when you learn something new, um, like a new way of doing things or you have a new experience, well, wait a minute, that didn't happen before. I've never had that happen before. Or you're challenged in a way you've never been challenged before. Right. By going right. to a shooting competition. Yep. And, and yep. seeing what, how are you going to solve these problems that are being put in front of you? What you're doing is you're testing your ability to cycle in and out of these four, of these four factors of learning yep. um, uh, and consciousness. So that way you can continue to elevate your bar. That's really all you're doing. So, so I would say that, you know, for Gunworks Long Range University, by the end of the fifth day of training, if, if my student has done level one through level five or level three, all five days, I mean, a lot of it gets repetitive and stuff like that. But even by the fifth day, a lot of my students are at phase four where now they're all kind of on autopilot and stuff like that. They're making hits. Mm-hmm. And I've seen my students again, because this is the only time their ability to shoot is at, at my course you know, never touch the gun until now hunting season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and if they're taking a, let's say a, um, a late spring class, early summer course and their hunts, not until, you know, fall, it's like that's three, four months behind the gun. What do you think they go back to yep. after not being behind the gun? You think they're still in phase four? Absolutely fucking not. Mm-hmm. Right. And you yeah. guess who's hitting me up right before hunting season? Hey man, you got some notes that I can freaking. <laughs> that I can study, right? It's like, dude, dude, no, it's, no, it's not going to help you now, man. No, it's not dude. Like, you know, and, and honestly, that's just the way it is. It's like, it, it's, it's a, it's a perishable skill, mm-hmm. right? Connecting with that rifle day in and day out is a, is a perishable skill. And, and no, I, what I overlook completely again, because you and I are in the industry and we're always behind a rifle is that fact right there is, you know, because we've been doing this for so long and we do it very frequently, you know, um, although it might take me 10 to 15 minutes to get back in the groove of things, mm-hmm. it's going to take two or three solid days for another, you know, um, s- individual that doesn't have as much experience as we do, um, you know, to get back in the swing of things. Yeah. You know? And, and having big breaks, uh, big breaks in your training and, 
um, big breaks from the gun as a newer shooter are going to be far more detrimental than they are to somebody who's been doing it professionally. You know, like, yeah, you can, I, I can get away from the rifle for, you know, like this last trip, like um, 13 days and just went no, longer than that. I went out to the range today and shot and um, yeah, no problem. I mean like shooting just as tight as I can, you know, when I'm, when I'm seasoned, which just means that I'm, that it's like, it's so ingrained into you that you just do it. And especially something as simple as just getting a gun zeroed. I got a bunch of new mounts, so I needed to, I need to remount all my scopes and get them zeroed. So, um, yeah, it just, it's like falling into place. It's like coming home. It's when you connect back to the rifle. That's like, Oh yeah, there you are. It's, um, did you ever do a, did you ever do a, um, Westpac or a, uh, a Mew? Yeah, I did two of them. Okay. Did you, yeah. did you drive it all during that Mew? Did I, did I drive? Yeah, oh, did like, you drive oh, it all during the Mew? Um, yeah, I actually on both of them I did. Um, just, oh, crap. just from, I know where you're going though. I totally know where you're going. Yeah. So, so, driving so, so when I went on a Mew, when I went on a Mew, I didn't touch a vehicle. Right. Cause I was already into at that point. It's like all the, all the, obviously, you know, Lance Corporals and PFCs got that job of driving. But when I got to a vehicle, when I got back from deployment, you know, it was like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You don't drive like, for six months, man. Yeah. That's yeah. And it's the same exact concept. Right. Um, you know, but we're driving, I mean, everyone's driving every day. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, just think of, think of the things that you're doing, you know, uh, for everyone that's listening, it's like, if you don't put, you know, the time behind it, um, or, you know, think of what you're, you're really good at, you're doing right now, uh, whether it be lifting weights, whether it be welding or whatever. Um, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're like, if you're mat like close to, and I get it, a lot of people that are listening, guess what you you there's a there's a there's a a craft that you're probably a master of mm -hmm. and and i realized that i'd say 90 percent of our audience aren't in, in the industry uh i'd say about what do you think about 60 40 60 percent enthusiasts 40 hunters and and 40 percent hunters slash snipers yeah I no idea i don't know what yeah, the, that's the kind of yeah. looks like sure but I, I i know exactly where you're going I, yeah you, you know so i would say that think of what you, what you guys do right on a daily basis that you know that you're proficient in and imagine, you know, taking a break off it. I'm pretty sure you come right back to it even after, I don't know, two, three weeks off. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, unless you have that much time behind the rifle and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, you're it's, not a big, get it's a big gap. Yeah. So that's yeah. why, um, just the other day I posted up, uh, um, Phil's dry fire drills. Um, I saw those. And, and one thing that I overlooked again was the simple processes of getting into a shooting position, uh, in a, um, uh, in a stressful environment. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's one thing that's overlooked is building your position on the clock, um, or under time. Um, you know, manipulations of your turret manipulation of your bipod. And in the case that you get down, you realize, Oh crap, I don't have enough bipod left. 
mm-hmm. or I didn't, I didn't set up my bipod height correctly. Mm-hmm. Again, that doesn't have to just be in a competition. Like I found myself as a sniper, even hunter. When I, when yeah. I got down, I was like, Oh shit, shit. I can't see my target. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, how many dudes, that I, I'll stop you. How many dudes have you, have you seen with extendable leg bipods that don't even extend them? They're like yeah. burying the sand sock and digging a hole, like trying to do some Hawkins <laughs> shit with a bipod on their gun. And you're looking at them, you're like, yo dude, you know, you can lift them things up right there. Right. Yeah. And they're just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, but what I did, I, t- I overlooked those simple tasks that I was able to unconsciously execute myself. And I had to realize that they're again, um, uh, a phase two and phase three sh- shooter that doesn't have that, you know, mm-hmm. unconscious ability yet. You know what yeah. I mean? So like when I, and, and I've been thinking about doing dry fire drills for the longest time. I just didn't know what to do it of because I was like, to me, it's boring. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like, cause it's like, I'm, I'm trying to refine other skills like reading the wind and stuff like that. So like with like the skills that I'm trying to refine are uh, actual live fire drills, you know, understanding how to accept recoil. Um, but that, yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point to bring up. It's like, you know, dry fire is important, but at a certain point it's like, yeah, man, like I can do mag changes in my sleep. I can do, you know, I can run my bolt in my sleep. Yeah. That's all good. And it's good to tune, to keep those things fresh. Um, but if you're shooting regularly, you don't need to, you don't need to, to yeah. reinforce those skills. You need to, to be doing different things because if you're automatically executing those tasks, okay, well that's, that's telling me I do need maintenance. I do need maintenance in that area, yeah. but I also need to start learning more things. Yeah. Cause, cause what I would say is, uh, an implied task when I'm on the range, drive, uh, live firing is running the bolt, building my shooting position and stuff like that, because I'm, I'm working toward, or I'm, I'm my, my sole focus, the actual primary focus is making a wind call, right. Being able to absorb recall and, and make an adjustment, right. Those are, those are the, the sole focus tasks that I'm working on. But my, um, implied tasks are building my shooting position obviously um squaring up with the rifle you know dialing my turrets and keeping my elbow flat mm-hmm. so when i was finally able to like and this was inspired by, off of a treadmill i wasn't meditating i was actually just running <laughs> that's meditation dude hey that's the same and, thing and, and uh you know um i was like man what like what 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 is missing out there right now for for shooters for long range shooters and i and i see on my feed you know ar shooters and pistol shooters dry firing and doing mag changes like it's like you know that it's not boring for us as precision rifle shooters but um you know it's definitely a necessary skill um but i i think when i finally was like all right i was like i just need to break this down as simple as i can because i think even my phase one audience, you know, shooters will get value out of it. And, and that is who, who I'm looking, we are looking for to, you know, we hope all four phases of shooters are listening to this 
but I think uh, our target, our, our majority of our listeners are probably in the phase one through three of, uh, of their, of their shooting, you know, um, careers. And so the other part of this, um, on that, like we, we as teachers look at, you know, breaking bad habits. Um, and so you can be unconsciously competent, but doing it the wrong way. Right. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that means just what all that is, is just a bad habit. It's a bad, it's a training scar. And so the only way that you're going to, to, to break that is to, and a lot of people call this muscle memory and it's not muscle memory. Muscles don't have memory. So you have neuro pathways in your brain and those neuro pathways are coated with something called myelin. And myelin is kind of like a, a fatty protein that basically helps insulate the wire, right? Like electrical insulation, right? It's like insulating the wire. And what that means is the more times you utilize that nerve path, you're developing more and more myelin over those nerve endings and over those nerve highways. And that is what is creating that unconscious competence. And so what you have to do when you, that's why it's so hard to break a habit. That's why it's so hard to get somebody to stop doing something that is detrimental to their position or, you know, um, getting somebody to, to, to stop doing anything that's habitual for that matter. It's difficult because of that, the method at which we learn to execute those movements. So like, if you're going to try to like, like, I'm not saying that, you know, the whole quote, old dog can't learn new tricks. That's not it either, but it takes an enormous amount of discipline. Like right now, if you were to try to teach me how to do a pistol hand load or a, a pistol reload in a different way, like, dude, I would have to have an instructor over the top of me, like every freaking time. Nope. Do it again. Nope. Do it again. And so you need that constant reinforcement. And that's really where you know, a good coach or a good instructor comes into play because they can recognize that and they can say, all right, this is what it's going to take to fix this, or this is what it's going to take to readjust that unconscious competence to a new way. And that's just how the brain works. Yeah. And we've talked about this, I think in, in our podcast with, um, Gunworks, our instructor's corner. Um, I think I had talked about how, you know, you and I are very critical when it comes to understanding the art of, of your mechanics behind the rifle. Mm -hmm. Um, so the small details of running your bolt and, and stuff like that, like we see that, you know what I mean? So for guys that are listening, like when, when you, when you post a video on the internet, one thing obviously that I hope you know is that you're, you're living you're you're, you're posting that, uh, accepting that, Hey, you're putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Right. So be prepared to receive hopefully criticism. Um, but obviously if, if, if I see it, you know, and, and the way I see it guys, if, if, if you're listening to this, you're like, well, how the hell, the, how the hell does Phil Vallejo see my, my videos for critiquing? Uh, I'll give you a, a an answer. Um, don't shoot me a message on, on Instagram because I've got like a hundred plus unread messages because they get blown up all the time but i follow i do follow certain hashtags modern day sniper hashtag mm -hmm. 
uh, modern day rifleman hashtag fundamentalist 90 degrees of trigger control hashtag. Um, and that usually pops up in my feed every now and then. And, uh, you know, when I see that and I see someone's use a hashtag that I used before, I'll immediately click on it and I'll see what, you know, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I usually write, write feedback for, a for, let's say for, a uh, a, uh, uh, one of my, one of my followers, you know what I mean? Um, Very cool. so that's a good but, way to uh, keep track of that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one thing that you want to make sure that you're, you're doing is you're, you're constantly refining your ability, um, to, I'm completely having a, a brain fart here. Um, you're, you're refining your ability to, okay, this is what I know. I'm, I've ingrained as a bad habit. Um, one thing that Chris way said, uh, I think a couple of years ago that I heard him say, which was pretty cool is a, a thousand, a hundred miles in, in the wrong direction is a waste of time. <laughs> have you have you heard someone say that before? Uh, thought, not not in that way. No. I, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, or sorry, mileage in the wrong direction sucks. Is and it is a waste of time. Oh, for sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. In that yeah. way. Yeah. Land nav. That's a, that's a perfect example of like yeah. Love like piss poor route planning in the mountains. Like yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. or or you know, um, you know, going to. Uh, subpar training and, and actually one of the podcasts that Kaylin and I do want to talk about is how to select a good training, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, that's or be a, good, a, good one. A, a good instructor, you know what I mean? Um, and Kaylin and I will be the first ones to tell you, Hey, go seek training from um, other people. Right. Um, as much as we would love you to come to our course, um, you know, modern day sniper or Gomer's long range university, you know, it might be out of your budget or, you know, just not only a budget, but, um, because we understand that you're not just paying for our class, but you got to, you know, uh, fly to us or whatever the case may be. Uh, but you know, if we can create a podcast for you guys that, you know, helps you validate an instructor or whatever the case might be, um, we'd love to put that information out, out there for you. But, you know, I had this guy message me on Instagram and, uh, he, uh, I kind of want to find it, but um, Chad, if you're listening to this, this is a guy that I, I was telling you about. Uh, Chad is at, uh, one of my one of my. He was in my team. He was my point man. He lives out in Arizona. Anyways, this guy messaged me on Instagram and he said, "Hey Phil, really love the content. I just want to say that um, I've been paying this trainer for like the last year and a half, like thousands of dollars, and he hasn't brought up anything that you've said on your Instagram or your podcast." <laughs> and and uh like um like he's like you know so i'm starting to think that i'm i'm like paying the wrong guy (laughs) you know so you know it's like like simple stuff like you know interfacing with the rifle um you know a natural point of aim and whatever because uh what he did was he you know took some of my videos and sent it back to me he's like hey you know this post what are you talking about whatever and he's like, yeah, like my, my, my instructor that I'm currently paying now isn't teaching me this stuff. It, but I, I, I feel like to you, that's like, just like basic level yeah, entry stuff. That's you know a good I mean? point. <laughs> yep. And, and, uh, it's like, holy shit, you know, 
And I, I'd hate to be the, the guy to tell him that, hey, man, you, <laughs> you, you just wasted, you, yeah, you wasted your time. Now, you know, now whoever gets him next is going to be like, you know, depending on how open he is to receive uh, instruction and, mm-hmm. and criticism, you know, it, it depends on his ability to not change that. Exactly. So. And, and that just that stems from awareness. And it sounds like it sounds to me like he's already in that space of awareness. He's like, Oh, okay. All right, man. I need to, uh, I need to reevaluate. So it's, it's cool stuff, man. And, and like, we haven't even, we haven't even scratched the surface of the whole of the, of the meditation stuff and, and how, and how that, uh, that can affect things and like the power of breath and all those things. I, I think it's definitely this stuff should be broken up into bits, you know, it should be broken up into bits. That's like easily digestible. Yeah. Um, because if not like, I, again, just with any other instruction, I'd hate to lose somebody and be like, man, those guys just kind of went off on a giant tangent. It seemed like for, for the, and we don't want to do that. We want to definitely did. Into- yeah. We definitely did on this podcast, but I, I, I think, um, I think we're, we're coming up to, uh, your guys' attention span, but, um, it's fine. I mean, go, going into this podcast, Kaylin and I were actually, uh, we, you know, we, we talked about mindset a little bit of mindfulness and the meditation part, but I think what I enjoyed as we flowed through this conversation the most was that I would say I would dub this the four phases of a shooter. Sure. Yeah. Right. Phase one, unconsciously incompetent. Phase two, consciously incompetent. Phase three, consciously competent. And then phase four, unconsciously um, competent. Yep. Those are them. Or un- Yep. So um, identifying which. Yeah. Unconscious competence. So identifying which phase of a shooter you are. Right. And then, you know, if you're at one, how do you get to two? Identifying if you're two, how do I break into three? Or if I'm stuck at three, how do I break into, you know, being number four and staying at four, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's the ultimate goal is being in four and staying at four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think, um, that was, I think that was my most enjoyed part. And then talking about what else talk about how not, not to name drop us, um, for your own validation, right. Find your, find your own truths <laughs> and, and hopefully that, and, and, and I hope to God that, you know, if you're, if you're in the argument with someone that you stand by your truth, because that is what you found yourself. Yeah. You know, believe uh, not nothing, because, believe not because, nothing. you know, you write oh Vallejo or Phil Vallejo and Kalen said this on modern day sniper podcast. So it must be true. Um, you know, guys, again, we're, we're sharing our own truths with you from our experiences of, of doing this Galen now 20 years and, and myself over 10 years, um, you know, and, and that kind of brings me to something that just come to my head. It's like, just because someone has been doing this 30 years, but doing the same shit for the yep. last 30 years, I don't think that, that that's 30 years of experience, Yeah, man. you know, especially if you're doing that, like if that person hasn't, evolved or or grown from the last 30 years like he's truly only got maybe a year of experience um, that's the very, from my that's, experience that's the truth man it really is um yeah and that's one of those that's one of those tough ones that you got to just swallow and understand it so calling it like it is and it's uh, it can be uncomfortable but that's all part of growth well what do you think man 
I think it's, I think it was good, man. I, I enjoyed it. And, um, I love having these conversations. I like having the, just the conversations of the free flow. Um, and you know, we came into this with the intention. Now we are going to focus on mindset stuff, um, for the majority of the podcast. And I think that did, uh, that went well. So, um, man, I just, I can't, I got to throw it out there to everybody that's listening. You guys are fucking awesome. You guys are, are just awesome. You're, their downloads are like 25,000 downloads, just, uh, just shy of 40 days. I think we're at 26, 26,000 now. 26 now. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. again, thank you guys so much. This is so awesome. Um, I know with only this eight is, episodes, bro. Yeah, this is, this is pretty, this is getting real, right? Um, we appreciate all of you guys. And I mean, there's people all over the world that are listening to this and, um, it's so humbling to know that that is, uh, what the case is. So thank you so much. We love the feedback and just continue to, to let us know what it is that you want to hear. We're, we're really appreciative. Yeah. Hey guys, you know, if you're listening to this, we, uh, we love everyone's support. Um, yeah, I get all, I see all the messages, although I might not reply back to it. You know, I see them and I, I truly appreciate them. Um, everyone, you know, all the, all the uh, positive vibes, um, you know, Kayla and I do the best that we can to, you know, answer uh, all the questions and the Q and A's, um, whether it be on a podcast or, uh, whether it be, you know, in one of our individual, um, social media accounts, you know, if you're not following on Kalen on Instagram, Kalen 8541 mm-hmm. and myself, it's Vallejo, Victor Echo Lima Alpha Yankee Oscar underscore zero three one seven. Um, it's pronounced Vallejo, not Vallejo. <laughs> just, <laughs> just throwing that out there, guys. Um, anyways, no, appreciate you guys. Uh, we love you. If you if you guys found value in this, uh, the one thing that I ask is just you know share it and and thanks for sharing and and for those that have shared on like Instagram because that's where I I, I Kayla and I mostly advertise yeah. this stuff as our, as our Instagram. So we love, we love that you guys repost it. You know, um, that's awesome. Just get the word out. Cause you know, this, you know, we see everyone has seen kind of where the, the, especially in the long range, you know, uh, shooting discipline, it being like, um, I want to say old man sport, but like, you know, one of those sports where it's like, you know, unless you like, unless you've got more, great, a little bit more prestigious. Yeah. Like gray hair and stuff like that. What are you that, trying to say, you know? man? What are you trying to um, say right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would say that most of my students that are in like the 40, 50 year plus uh, age, when, when I stand in front of them, and they've realized that I'm about to be their instructor, they're taken aback by like, what is this 30 year old? I hear you. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, our, our goal is to, again, push relevant information out there, understand that Kaylin and I are at the forefront of, you know, um, the evolution changes of, you know, advances of technology, not only, you know, with the advancements of technology, but, uh, to quote Rudy Gonzior, is it gone, gone? How do you pronounce Gonzor. his last name? Gonzior. Uh, not only with the advancements of technology, but the refinement of technique, mm-hmm. you know, so those, those two things have to go hand in hand, um, as you know, uh, you know, technology changes. So, um, 
you know, we're not the guys that just regurgitating what we learned in cyber school back in 2011 and ni- 99. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but all right, guys. Right on, man. Thanks for uh, listening in. Kalen, we'll see you uh, next time. I think we talked about a technical podcast next time. Yep. Another back, back to technical podcast. We're going to bounce these back and forth and, and, uh, cause it's all, it's, it's art and science guys. It's, it's a blend. Yep. So we got to stick with that. Cool. Thanks guys. Keep your face on the gun. Right on. Till next time. Shoot well.